while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I am your host, Jessica Machado. You can catch me again this Saturday from 1 to 4 for the Jess Machado Show. But for tonight, I'm filling in for Chris and for Marcus. I have killed two fruit flies. I believe they were married and they have a family. I haven't seen a third one yet, which furthers my suspicion that I just, you know, ended a <laughs> a generation. Hi. Um, so... We've kind of been all over the place. Actually, probably more structured than I usually am on on the nighttime shows. It's hard. It's nighttime. Night. It's nine oh seven right now. I would be having a sleepy time tea. I would be in my jammies. I'd be probably doing like. Well, here's my theory on this. Women do everything at home at nighttime and the men do not. I'm fine with it. I don't care anymore. I'm just saying there's a litany of tasks that I have to do every single solitary night. You know, check the birds, make sure they have, you know, all the stuff. Make sure the doors are locked, the windows are closed. Well, all of it, whatever. This is what I'd be doing right now. So for me to be like focused on news and things, I'm really just settling down for the day. It's hard for me. So I'm a little punchy, I guess. But um, something that did catch my attention um, is this school district out in um, Woodland Park, Colorado. Um, and they they did something that I really wish could happen here. Um, and I don't know if it's kind of like an experiment, so to speak, but Woodland Park had a slate of candidates come in and won control of the school board 18 months ago. And when they got in, they started making huge changes. And one of the things that they did is um, they basically are saying that they – all of the things that we really think are important, they think are important. So there's things I love. It's It's really about – Oh my God, there's a third fruit fly. I can't believe it. <laughs> there's, they're coming to get me because I killed the other two. I'm done with it. I'm just done. Somebody has to do something. I don't know who it is. Someone please. <laughs> I'm being attacked. Okay, right at my mouth. I don't even know how I could. <laughs> uh, um, so listen, so this new board came in, right? And they had people... Uh, basically start to resign because these teachers were like, we, we don't like what you're doing. And what they were doing was um, basically making changes and saying, listen, parents should have a say in the curriculum. Everything needs to be open and transparent. We want, um, you know, uh, America first in the conversation. Um, and they brought in this guy, Ken Witt. And Ken, he's only an interim um, superintendent. Uh, he's only going to be here for six months, I guess. But he came from another school district and it wasn't really a great uh, run he had over there. He served in other communities um, and 
they ousted him because he was fighting um, the advanced placement history curriculum and he wanted the the advanced placement, the AP course history to include a more patriotic um, slant. So the advanced placement, my daughter was in AP classes and they have to take a specific test. Well, he wanted to propose and review a change in the history curriculum and his proposal would have promoted patriotism and downplayed social disorder. Um, then what happened, of course, is people protested um, and they uh, basically backed down from that. Um, and then, you know, he was ousted from there. Um, it's not a coincidence that this newly elected group of conservative Republicans brought him in after the resignation of their other superintendent to kind of take over. Um, and that is that's causing Think about what would happen if you have a school district. Let's just say in Somerset, right? We've got a five-member school committee. From what I can gather, they're all raging liberals, right? Say uh, we we get a slate for two seats that are coming up. Well, we have one seat coming up. But say we just got the majority of the people on this five-person board and they were, they were conservatives. And they started making changes right away. I know what's going to happen. The teachers are going to riot, um, parents, uh, who support the left are going to get upset. Kids are going to be empowered. Uh, we're going to be on the news. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, what's going to happen and what it, it's going to be a disaster. And that's what's happening here. And it's, it's hard to get people to commit to making change or doing something because it causes all of these waves. It causes people to quit. It causes riots. It causes people to do walkouts and things like that. But these, these people who have gotten elected basically look at it and say, listen, we don't need to ask the public to make changes to the curriculum. We don't need to ask anybody, um, anything because we were given the power to do so when we got elected. And I think some people don't like that. It's it's almost like elections are only good for when they elect the Democrats. You know what I mean? But but then when there's Republicans, well then eh, we have to ask the people. We have to ask we have to ask everybody else if this is okay. Whatever happened to these people were elected and this is who people want. Um you know, there are some things that this school district is doing that I don't love. Um, they put gag orders on some of the <laughs> of the um, people who work for the school district. Um, so keep in mind, this test scores are up at this school district. Uh, students are participating in activities. Um, everything seemed to be going good. Two years ago, the voters brought in a new school board um, and they started doing policy changes. And these are the ones that really started to trigger people. Ones that included mental health staffing and social studies curriculum and then a gag order on teachers. And this is where educators are now feeling like, you know, they need to uh, quit. They can't stay. You know what I say? Good. Go. Bye. I mean, nobody's forcing you to stay at a workplace. You know. Okay, so you have a new boss and you don't like it. Go get another job. Go work at a school district that's more aligned with your value system. Um, you know, people leaving. Okay, then we'll find new teachers. You know what I say to, to like people? I tell my kids, go be a teacher. 
go to school, be a teacher, and then get in these schools and be a conservative voice. It's almost like it's only Democrats that teach in these classes and in, in these schools, and we don't have anybody on the other side of things. And I think Republicans need to start encouraging their kids to to go to school to be teachers so that we can have some sort of balance. Um. You know, people are upset that all of these people got elected. It was all really quiet. It was there was one report I was reading where people didn't know that the person was a conservative. They kept all their views, you know, hidden and then they got in there and then they were part of the group and you know, they felt that they got bamboozled. Oh well. Oh well. The teachers got mad. They did like a sick out in March where they walked or everybody called out. By the way, That was a tactic that was used by the teachers in Warren, Rhode Island a couple of years ago. They were saying that they needed more police in schools at the middle school because they were dealing with a bunch of, you know, rowdy kids that were getting violent and they needed some support and some help. And so one day all the teachers just called out sick and so they had to cancel school. And it was really in protest for them not having the support that they needed. So it's an, it's a, an interesting tactic. It got news coverage and it worked because then they, you know, sent police over and, and gave them the support that they need. Um, the superintendent or interim superintendent, Ken Witt, who is basically there to just kind of hold the place card until this school committee can find a, a more permanent replacement, you know, he's gone on record and he is saying that they're going to do three things. Focus on academics, transparency, and choice. Um, the... Superintendent also said, quote, we're going to support our parents' ability to be involved in the education of their child, and we're going to make Woodland Park School District the destination school district in the area. Um, I know that they also opened like the first uh, public charter uh, school um, or an additional charter school. Really what's going on is parents, teachers, and some students are pushing back on this board that they feel was kind of uh, concocted to counterpoint and and swing the pendulum to the other side of things. And, you know, they've got a couple of Republicans in there that are saying, you know, they don't believe in, they want to cut the, the cost to mental health. They wanted to, to cut all of these adjustment counselors and say, you know, we're not the department of, of, of health here. We're a place to educate kids that the, that shouldn't fall on us as a school district. That's a state problem or a town or a city problem. It's not us. We have one job here. It's to teach our kids facts and get them ready to move on to the next level um and so it's it's getting a lot of attention i think it's interesting uh you know some of the people who are part of this committee are saying that you know the the people that are are against what's going on here those aren't the majority they just happen to be the loudest people that are speaking um but you know we talk all the time about how local races matter. Um, school boards have the power, and I think some people around here still just don't get it. Um, and there are some communities like Somerset, for example, and Swansea, which is adjacent to us, where all I think just on the cusp of moving and flipping over to the left. Once we get a radical left 
um, progressive on a school committee, they're going to be emboldened and make moves. We have somebody on our school committee right now in Somerset who checks off all those boxes. I'm waiting to see what she has planned and what she's going to try to accomplish. And when you have passive aggressive people on the school committee who aren't really there for the right reasons and they're put in their place for political reasons and to ensure your superintendent gets to stay in his job um, and just perpetuate the disaster that is a school district, uh, those people can get things done because people will just be like, hey, you know what? She's doing it. Sure. She's doing the work. Great. So I, you know, it requires parents like myself and thankfully another group of moms where we stay really vigilant on what's going on in our school district and our school committee. So nothing gets past us. It requires paying attention, going to meetings. It requires, you know, Freedom of Information Act requests. It takes a lot of work. And, you know, and I've said this before, and I probably haven't said it recently. If you have somebody in your community that does this, support them. Give them support behind the scenes. Give them support publicly. You know, let them know that you are thankful for what they do. I get that kind of stuff all the time from people that thank me for speaking up and asking questions. They don't have the time. You know, every community has a a person or two or three that are doing this work for the betterment of all of us and keeping track of that kind of stuff. I have one mom that is constantly, you know, putting in requests about the updated library book situation. You know, how many books, what books do we have? None of the ones that we've seen on you know the news have made it to Somerset school elementary schools um and and thankful to that mom who continues to do that but you kind of need to set up a little group of people and you've got a little checklist of things that you kind of need to check on all the time you know when's the last time the teachers in your school district had any type of like training in regards to like critical race theory um ask for the agenda for your health class for your third grader this, I mean, school districts should be posting this stuff online anyway to be transparent, but we know they don't. That parent, Nicole Solis, out in East Greenwich, you know, notoriously, and, you know, if you're on TikTok or on Twitter, you've seen that she's kind of gone crazy um, as kind of somebody that is like a... Um, like a, a, a token uh, parent who has gone through this, you know, all she wanted to do was see the curriculum for the incoming kindergarten class that her child was going to be in so she could determine whether or not she wanted to enroll her child and they refused to give it to her and then made her put in public records requests. And so she put in lots of them and then they charged her a lot of money and then they tried to sue her. Um, you know, I I don't think that that's too obscure. I think every, <laughs> every day I'm one Freedom of Information Act request away from uh, that because I just ask too many questions. Um, But I think parents have to. I hate to say it. We we live in a society right now, a time and place where school districts are the vessel for the progressive left to indoctrinate our children, start them young. This is not... This is not lip service. This is not something that we just see, you know, online. This is not something we hear from, you know, political pundits. This is the truth. Take it from a mother who is down in the weeds. This is the truth. They are starting our kids super young and making them feel super comfortable with things that they have no business talking about. Um, it, you know, I saw it firsthand with my child in middle school getting LGBTQ flags, teachers giving my kids LGBTQ ribbons and buttons and telling them to put them on their backpacks. It's BS. They are starting them young. It is true. And these teachers, 
they're, listen, and not all of them, I'm generalizing, but the majority of these teachers are all on board with this. The Massachusetts Teachers Association, that union is whack. They, they're just, they're way more involved in our elections than we want to give uh, any attention to because that's scary when you think about it. Um, bring back Catholic schools. <laughs> I would if I could afford it. I don't know how my parents afforded it. Um, Okay, I have to take a break. We're going to keep talking about this. 508-996-0500. If you would like to chat or chime in, please do. Um, I will take your calls, but let's take a break first. I'm Jess. I'm filling in for the guys. You're listening to South Coast Tonight, and this is 1420 WBSM. Rebecca wrote up train it was sunny her salt box house on the coast took a mind off st louis bill was the heir to the standard oil name and money and the town said how did a middle class divorce they do it the wedding was charming if a little gauche is only so far new money goes Welcome back to South Coast tonight. Fun fact, this song is called The Last Great American Dynasty. It's by Taylor Swift. Don't hate on Taylor. But this is the story behind the house that she bought in Rhode Island that everybody went crazy over because she moved in. And it's this really great, it's a great song. I like good storytelling in songs. It's like a dying art. Okay, we have a caller. I'm going to try. I'm going to see. Let's just try. I think we can do this. Hi, caller. Yeah, You're live with hello Jess. Hello again. Huh? How are you doing? Hi. Um, no, I, I'm calling back because you talked about um, the classrooms with the rainbow flag. So what are they doing now? Because we're about the same age. Um, mm-hmm. I I know they don't follow the American flag very much anymore. They know they don't know the meaning behind it. But what are they doing? Hanging rainbow flags in the classrooms and stuff. When my son was transitioning from um, middle school to um, high school, they gave him a uh, bag that said Somerset Middle School on it, and it had all sorts of things in it, like pencils, tissues, stickers, and they had a LGBTQ rainbow flag inside. And then my daughter, who was in school at the middle school as well, after him, um, she had teachers that were handing her rainbow flag buttons that she could put on her book bag and ribbons to attach to her sneakers or her clothes, um, as well as flags. All right. And my question is, all right, nobody really cares anymore if somebody's gay or straight. Mm-hmm. And even transgenders, people really don't. I mean, I can remember uh, going to bars and they'd say, watch out for transgenders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now people don't really care. Don't care. They don't give a crap what somebody does in their private life as long as it's not illegal or like that. So why are the schools pushing it on kids if it's not a big deal? I don't get it. I mean, as, as a parent, I will tell you, here's how I feel. I would feel much more comfortable if these were conversations that were starting and taking place in high school. I agree. 
elementary school and middle school. First of all, elementary school is way too young. Second, middle school is these kids are unbelievably impressionable, but they're also dealing with severe peer pressure and peer issues. I've said this before. Elementary school was a dream. High school was fine. Middle school was the worst three years of each one of my children. And I have and I have four children with my stepson included. All four of them have had the worst years of their life in middle school. And for that to be the space and place where they are talking about gender, bisexuality, all of these things, I think it's making it worse. We look at the statistics. If you have a child right now and you want them to get in to see a therapist, the wait list is months and months long. And they tell you that. So my daughter, you know, was dealing with some issues with her weight, with her peers, getting, you know, very stressed out. Her physician suggested that she get into see a therapist and we could not get into one. And I'm talking, this is, we're three months later, we're still on waiting lists. You talk to the school, they tell you the same thing. You know, some of them are saying, hey, maybe we can help you out and pull some strings. People are waiting months for students, middle school age, to get into therapy. There aren't enough of people to help them. It's extremely confusing time. And I don't think it's a coincidence that there is a bigger need now more than ever for, you know, mental health resources for these kids um, when we've got these types of confusing things being put in front of them without their parents, without their family. Sometimes parents don't even know. Some school districts are, are creating rules and laws so that kids can, like, be called different names and different genders and the parents don't even know about it. It's insane. Wow. Yeah. I remember the big deal when we were in school was they shove Ritalin down your throat. That oh, was yeah. the big thing. ADD, ADD. Oh, he's got ADD. Yeah. Yep. Give him some speed. Yeah. And then later on, you're developing other problems. You get older because of that. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right about that. Schools have been on, on the wrong track for mm-hmm. years. Yeah. It's I'm a mess. public school. I guess at one time the private schools are screwing up and people going to public schools and then somewhere along the line the private schools got better and the public schools started going way up. Well, especially during COVID, public schools were closed down and Catholic schools were still open. Um they didn't uh, have to adhere to any of these, you know, rules put on by the state. So many parents withdrew their children from public schools and put them into parochial uh, schools and I have many friends that did that. Um they were yeah. very fortunate to be able to afford it. They some came back and went back to public when they reopened full, you know, in person, but some stayed and they were very happy. I'm a Catholic school girl. I went to Catholic yeah. school from kindergarten all the way to high school. Um I loved Catholic school. I loved everything about it. And I, I wish I could send my kids there. It's just very costly now. Um, yeah, and, yeah, it is. But, you know, charter schools started to be kind of like that second space, you know, if you wanted your child to not be in the public school. But now these charter schools, they're they're facing some backlash as well. Like we were talking about, um, I don't know if it was Diamond, where they're – they're trying to like allow more kids in like not based on like their regular criteria i'd have to pull up the story but um you know i don't know private schools i guess that's the only way to go yeah but as far as the um gay lesbian Mm. transgender thing it's not a big deal anymore i don't know why they keep ramming it down here especially kids right i know they're not 
Well, not, they've moved on from the, they've moved on from the gay uh, thing, right? And the LGBTQ, and now they're all hyper focused on the trans. Uh, so now we're going to work through the trans. I don't know what's going to be next. It's going to be like furries, like where people like identify as animals and stuff. Like that's going to be the next. I have another. Yeah, next you can marry a dog. <laughs> yeah. I have another caller. I got to let you go. Good Bye, night. bestie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's next? You know, first it was all about the LGBTQ. Uh, now we've. Um, now we're moving on to uh, trans. We're moving on to the, the the men identifying as women in women's sports. I don't I don't know what's next. What where do we go after this? Um, let's see if I did this right. Hi, um, hmm. hi caller. You're live with Jess. Hi Jess. I'm calling back to ask you something. Yes. Uh, do you know anything about that love triangle that in Fall River? Because Phil had mentioned it two days ago. But he didn't go into detail on it. He said it was a big story in Fall River. Uh, the city council, Pamela LeBeau? I don't know if you could talk about that a little bit. I think he might have been talking about that. I will. I'll bring it up. How about that? Um, Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Um, I think what the caller is referencing is it was former city council president Pamela LeBeau. Um, she was involved in a love triangle. You know, she was um, having an affair with a married um real estate house flipping guy, I think, you know, so she's a real estate agent, um, as well as being on the city council. She was having an affair with a guy. I don't know what the circumstances are, whether they cut it off, whether they, they ended it, whatever was going on, but she was using a burner app on her phone, um, and downloading it so that she could text the wife of her lover. Um, and she sent her text messages that were harassing in nature. Um, they went to the police and they traced the numbers back to LeBeau's phone. So she was charged with harassment, but she was also charged with, I believe, evading the police. They came to her home in an attempt to get her phone from her. Um, and she lied to them and told them that she was not there, even though they saw her go in there. And then they left and left another cop there. And after they drove away, she left and they caught her coming out. Um, so she was charged with multiple different things. I'll pull up the story uh, while we're on the break. She was charged with a bunch of different things. They pled down to some things. She's on probation, I believe. I'm going to be honest with you. It's funny you bring this up. I went after this story showed up on the news and I went to her Facebook page and looked at it. Full transparency, I used to be friends with Council LeBeau. I worked on her first campaign. Um, we had a little bit of a falling out and we, we didn't speak um, and we haven't spoken for years. Just a little bit of back and forth. Um, she put up on her Facebook page a painting um, as her cover photo. So if you know Facebook, you have your profile picture and then you have a cover photo. And and her cover photo is a painting by that New York, New York, New York socialite who was like frauding people out of money where she wasn't really a socialite. She didn't really, she wasn't really wealthy from like Europe. She was like a fraudster and she was staying at hotels on, you know, credit and she didn't have any way to pay and she ended up getting convicted or whatever. She, she made like some paintings and one of the paintings she made, it's just ridiculous. It's not even like art. It's stick figures, so to speak, of a girl in a dress with two people standing on the side of her and like a bunch of people in the, the audience. And it says, trial is the new sex tape. 
And Pamela Bow has that as the um, cover photo of her Facebook page. And I thought it was a very ballsy move. I like it. I like it. Is Trial the New Sex Tape, where back in the day, in order to get famous, catapult your career with really no consequence, you did a sex tape. Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian, everybody did sex tapes and then they became famous. And, you know, to them, there's no harm, no foul. I mean, so what? There's this, everybody in the world can watch you having sex with somebody. Uh, Pamela Bow has this thing up and it says, Trial is the new sex tape. Interesting concept. Um, we'll, I'll pull up the story. We'll talk about it. We have someone on the line. We'll uh, get to the caller when we come back. Uh, 508-996-0500. You're listening to South Coast Tonight with Jess on WBSM. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. All right. Hi, besties. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight. I've got a call, so let's go to the caller. Um, but I did look up the Pamela Bow case and the recent judgment and decision and all of that. I'll get to that in a second. Um, but let's go to the caller. Hi, caller. Thanks for holding. You're live with Jess. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Hi. I just want to say, no matter what you think, no matter what anyone thinks, um, if you want to teach kids at home and take them out of school, uh, you can make it work. You just got to make some sacrifices. Mm. Uh, so a couple of years back during COVID, um, we took our kids out of school just because they weren't getting a good education. And plus, we just didn't agree with some of the things they were teaching. A mm. uh, couple months later, uh, both... My wife and I were both fired from our jobs for not getting the COVID vaccine. Hmm. We, so here we are, unemployed, kids at home, you know, facing a lot of stuff. God provides. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got a new job and now able to uh, provide for the family, even making almost double what I used to. I used to work for state of Massachusetts. Hmm. I was there for almost 15 years um, and was fired just not having the vaccine. My wife was a nurse for over 20 years at uh, South Coast. Wow. Fired. Yeah, so we both were kind of, you know, facing that stuff and, and we, you know, made it through. So whatever you got to do, you can do it. Mm. If you don't agree with what the schools are teaching, you can take the kids out and you're, you're going to make it. Yeah, that's, you know, I hate to say your story isn't uh isn't uncommon. I don't know if you are familiar with Justin Thurber. Um, he's from Somerset. He ran uh, a write-in campaign for state rep against Pat Haddad. Justin and I met um, during campaign season, but he has a very similar story. He was uh, in the Navy. Uh, he was forced to vaccinate. Uh, he chose not to, and so he early retired, um, which was a safe way of you know firing him. His wife was a teacher. Uh, she did yep. not get uh, vaccinated, so she lost her job. And then they were in a very similar situation. They really didn't know what to do. I mean, they both were out of the job at the exact same time. They had children that were in school. They were homeschooling them because there was no option at the time. Um, and I know that they've both obviously since reentered the workforce, fo- both actually in better jobs than what they had prior to. Um, and Justin speaks, um, you know, occasionally at events, you know, for political reasons. And he talks about, you know, his faith in God providing providing for the family and you know at the yeah, time yeah. he didn't really know what the landscape of life was going to look like but you know with faith um you know he just stayed the course and i think uh he's in a much better position than he had been but those are tough times that you went through i'm sure um oh yeah 
but you know, you did it. And I agree with you. If parents really are unhappy, they do have the option to pull their children out um, and then you know, homeschool or join with other homeschooling parents. I mean, I personally don't think I'm cut out for teaching um, my children. I'm not either. Especially as they get older. It's (laughs) it's not like it's, you know, kindergarten, preschool, even, you know, the elementary school. But once my kids are in middle school and high school, I just, they're smarter than me, to be honest with you. So uh, I wasn't cut out for it. But, you know, during COVID, we had a lot of people that were kind of banding together. They were making pods. We called them pods where parents were, you know, some parents had to go into work for a couple days a week. So other parents took their kids and took over the homeschooling. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was... Um, you can make it work with your friends, your family, you know, people around you, definitely. Yeah, well, I mean, and, that's part of it, too, yeah. getting people to, like, reconnect. You know what I mean? We all kind of disassociate with each other. Um, COVID, I think, really brought people together in a different way. We bond. I know I bonded with some other parents over just dealing with what we were dealing with, you know? Like, what do yeah. you do? You need, you know, your kids are going to get vaccinated in order to go to school. It's crazy. Um, so can you imagine we lived through all that? It's unbelievable. Oh yeah. And to keep on going with the COVID stuff. So I know how your feelings actually. Yeah. So our feelings are the same. We don't agree with the shots. We don't agree with taking that stuff. So, and so basically I was, and so was my wife. We were five to, we were basically told that we were going to infect other people. Can you imagine? And that since I was in a public service, you know, position and I had to meet with the public that, I wouldn't be able to meet on Zoom meetings and et cetera, et cetera. So since then, I now have a job with a basically a a heavy civil contractor that basically wins bids from the state to do the state work. (laughs) So I basically just sit on the other side of the table. I think I remember talking to you, actually. We we talked talked about six months ago. And I I attend every single one of these, the weekly meetings, and all of the people, the state people, their butts are still sat at home. Yeah. Doing the Zoom meeting when they told me I couldn't Zoom meeting, that I had to meet in pub in person. None of them still show up. The the hypocrisy. Yeah, it's just crazy. How do we get? I I don't know how we got through that. I think it all worked out great. I know. You know, I just I don't know how we got through it. I really don't. Those were some dark times. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, I know. Do you think we're ever going to go back to that? You think they're ever going to pull anything like this again? I don't know. They tried with the, what was it, the monkey warts or something oh, like that? The monkey pox. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't take, so they had to kind of go take another direction. I you know, think we're so. all, we're all on to them. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think, exactly. I don't, maybe I would like to think we'd be more prepared this time around. Maybe we could see it coming, but it's trauma. You know, it, I think yep. it's trauma for the past couple of years. And I mean, oh, yeah. some people like you and I, right? I think we, we, took it on head on and we weren't intimidated right but i i know there are people that were that just did it and have regrets there are people that have lost people because of the vaccine that they have yep. you know a planet of regret on their shoulders for just you know adhering to what these people told them to do when they knew it was wrong i mean it's just yep. terrible and, like you have a lot of people even i know the latest one is uh jamie fox mm. where i mean they say it's a conspiracy that he had a, there's a lot of people right. that have gotten sick that you know yeah. Oh, I, we'll I never, know. we're never going to know. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't like to talk about it, but I know many, you know, I'm thinking five people, their names are on the tip of my tongue. They're all men that all died from strokes, um, yeah. po- post vaccination, um, some within a week. Um, yeah. it's terrible that these people aren't here anymore. Uh, 
I don't know. It's hard to Kids deal with that. heart attacks and all that. Stuff, I know. You know? I, you know, I, I hope my children appreciate <laughs> holding the line the way that we did, you know, and yeah. that we didn't, you know, we found ways around it. And, you know, for my daughter who went to Yukon, we had to submit letters for religious exemption, which, you know, we were on a fine line there. You know, there was a little, we didn't get the approval until the very end. And they excluded her even then from something. She couldn't move in with everybody else. She had to wait until the end. I mean, it's just crazy. It's really, it's segregated. It's um, it's it, it's it's racist. It's so many things. I mean, and, oh, yeah. and it was all packaged up and disguised as you know for the betterment of the world, and it's just insane, crazy. Yep. We got lived you. through it. We got right. through it. Well, I'm yep. glad you're doing well. I'm glad you you and your wife are are thriving, and uh, you're a great example. Listen, I recommend looking up Justin Thurber on Facebook. You guys have a lot more Are in you common. Last name? Uh, Thurber. T H U R B E R. Yeah, Justin we'll Thurber. Yeah. All right. Nice catching up with you. Hi, Jess. All right. You. Have a good night. Yep. Bye. Yeah. I remember speaking with him um, months ago when we were talking COVID. Um, and he is right. You know, like we, it is hard. And I'm usually one of those people that'll take things on like head on. Like I was just saying, you know, with the vaccine. And, you know, I was the first person to say we wanted our kids back in school. I was fighting these vaccination clinics that they were doing on our school property during the school day. Um, you know, it's harder for me when it comes to homeschooling because I just can't. I'm not smart. <laughs> so I do not want to teach the math that my daughter struggles with in eighth grade. I don't want to be responsible for that. There's no way. I, can't, I could not do it. Um, so I feel like I don't have the option. Um I don't know, but I know some people that have. I know some people that still homeschool. I do follow the numbers. You know me. I'm a statistics girl. I follow the statistics. Um, the number of children that are homeschooling in Somerset have kind of plateaued. We had a real spike. It came a little bit down. I still think it's higher than what it, the, the general population was. Um but it's clearly not where it was in COVID. And, you know, people obviously were scared. They didn't want to send their kids back. Um some people maybe were home uh, and working from home and decided to keep their kids home. Maybe they had arrangements set up. And then we had other people who, you know, one of my very best friends pulled her daughter, moved her over to Catholic school because she had to work. So she had no choice um, and was pleasantly surprised at the curriculum and the style of the school and uh, has kept her child there, even though schools are back open. You know, she it's not even in the same town. She drives her daughter to a, a different city. Um, and pays a lot of money. Um, and you know, you could get a free education in the town of Somerset and they choose to spend money to send their daughter to a Catholic school. Uh, something they probably might not have done had COVID not happened. So it seems like so long ago and I really hate to revisit it sometimes because it's very traumatic. I can't believe some of the things that we did and put up with and, um, I hope they never do that to us again. And people who did this should be held accountable for it uh, because it's 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 criminal, to be honest with you. I don't want to end on that note, but I did look up the Pam LeBeau thing. I'll touch on that, but maybe it's something I'll save for Saturday. But she is on probation um, and it was a lesser charge. Uh, she didn't get convicted of a certain thing. Um, she admitted though, she admitted that she made the fake accounts. She admitted that she, uh, was harassing the wife. Um, the wife of her lover gave like a victim impact statement, um, where she talked about how, uh, city council LeBeau knew where she worked. Uh, listen, 
it's a little messy. I was really into the story in the beginning. You know, I think Pam has handled it well. Uh, she didn't talk about it. She didn't do anything. But the subtle Facebook cover of Trial is the New Sex Tape, I thought that was a real interesting uh, take on this for Pam. And I know her. Uh, she's a strong woman. Uh, she's got a little bit of an attitude. She likes doing things her own way. But even that shocked me. So maybe uh, the judge didn't see that before they came to their judgment in this case. But either way, it was a big... Um, <laughs> a big move for her to do that all right let's take our last break i'm jess i'm filling in for the guys tonight at south coast tonight you're listening to 1420 wbsm Um, we're coming to the end of the show. That happens so fast. I don't even know how <laughs> it happened that quickly. Um, some nights it's, it's long and arduous three hours, but tonight it went by pretty quickly. Um, I just also want to say thank you to everybody that listens. You know, it's very lonely um, being on air. Number one, I'm always by myself. But at night especially, I just kind of feel like it's sleepy time. And so everybody's like out and not listening. I appreciate when people are listening and then that you call in too and like add to the conversation. Um, like, thanks very much. I very much appreciate that. We have great listeners here. Um, WBSM has just like just the best listeners. Sometimes, I mean, I'm surprised at how many phone calls we get. Uh, if it's a hot topic, forget it. I mean, I remember one, I don't know. I was filling in for Barry. Barry has a great group of people that follow him, but I was filling in for Barry and I think it was maybe we had another school shooting. Um, and I, it's so sad to say, but they all kind of blend together. But we were talking about um, the fast response um, to uh, take out this shooter at the time. Um, and the phones were just nonstop. Um, people, you know, I, I'm late to the game when it comes to radio. I just started this a year ago, uh, but I've always listened, especially around like campaign season and things like that. And especially when there's issues like around my town, I love calling in and giving my two cents. I hope it never goes away. Um, I Radio is such a big thing to me. I feel like it must be to everybody else. I mean, think about sports talk radio. I mean, especially in New England. It's life. I mean, my husband will not take a call from me because he's listening to EEI. I mean, it's just, it's life for a lot of people. And, you know, it, with all of the technology and the way the world is progressing when it comes to all of those things, I really hope that they, um, that they don't, uh, um, hold on one second. Hold on one second. All right, I had to, fun fact, I just had to answer a phone call that's really unprofessional of me, but I had no choice. Um, so anyway, really hope radio doesn't go away. I think it's super important that we keep this alive. You know, 
share our posts and, you know, promote WBSM whenever you can. It's it's hard to find conservative uh, talk and radio, and WBSM is one of the few um, that's still out there, and I appreciate it very much. So with that being said, we're going to end the show. going to have a little dead air because I'm going to shut off a little early, but I just wanted to say thanks for listening. The guys will be back tomorrow, and I'll be back on Saturday. Good night.